The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to another session here at the Kickpot Dojo. I am your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, giving the insider of my martial arts experience as well as highlighting and analyzing certain martial arts-based subjects like movies, TV shows, as well as highlighting certain actors and other martial arts from around the world. Okay, so for this week's episode, we're going to explore one of my favorite cartoons, of back in the 80s teenage mutant ninja turtles well definitely like the whole series or should i say mostly the movies i might discuss but i might discuss like a little bit of the cartoon what i see in the cartoons all right so um of course um you have um four movies like you have three live action and one was um cgi um but definitely the cgi um movie follows like the um the, the three live, live action movies all right so but what definitely what i want to talk about with this um episode um not only the um whole well discuss what i see in certain scenes in the movies but i'm going to discuss different the different personalities of the turtles all right so of course here you the whole series starts you know, like you have four turtles mastering the art of ninjutsu and mastering different weapons and of course, they're named after Ramasan painters, right? And of course, of course, they're mentored by uh, Master Splinter, who is, um, of course, a mutated rat. Right? So in this case, uh, the turtles definitely are four brothers. They learn, they master ninjutsu, but yet each of them have different personalities in which you might spot in martial arts today. All right, so you'll you'll spot it in certain students. You'll spot it in instructors or even black belts that are not instructors. Right, so basically, just I'm just giving you a heads up of what their personality is and how you might spot that. And um, well, definitely, I'm gonna tell you what what I see in the movies that might um might kind of um explain or display their personality. Hey, right, so. Let's start with, um, of course, let's start with the personalities, that the different personalities that you'll spot in um, the Ninja Turtles. Of course, um, I read this in an article online. They're talking about the DISC personalities. This is pretty much like the um, acronym for, like, it stands for Dominance, Influence, conscious, Consciousness, and Steadiness. All right, so pretty much each turtle has this different personality all right so let's kind of start with the d personality the dominance and which would belong to Raphael. Raphael, of course it can be personalized as fearless brave and resourceful but on the other side of the coin i mean that's the that's the pro of um, his um personality the con is he's in really impulsive and well let's just say impetuous presumptuous and hasty 
It's, and definitely, of course, when it comes to somebody that has a dominant personality, their greatest fear is being taken advantage of. You know, that's the thing. Okay, so just what I've seen in movies. All right, so here's this. Um, okay, I gotta call it per, per, this. Um, his um personality or his person, him being personalized as fearless, brave, and resourceful. Like you know, you got the first the first movie, the first live action movie. It's like when he saved April from being beat up from the foot soldiers in the subway. And um, of course, yeah, here he does. He fights bravely to save her. He's by itself, of course, yeah. So that's one of the scenes that he goes through. And another scene is when he while well, he convinces um Kino to infiltrate the, the Foot Clan's um headquarters and goes head on with them. So that's when you are fearless and you're brave. You know, you go into situations without thinking about it. You know, you just do it. So that's what it is. You want to not think about what you're doing with your technique. I mean, when you're in martial arts, you want to do it, right? The one thing is, if you want to accomplish a goal, like for one thing, I've been telling my students in class you now, your goal every day is to go home, all right? You don't want to worry about anything outside of home. You want to be able to go home, do whatever you have to do. You know, you want to eat, you want to sleep, you want to basically take play video games or definitely watch tv you want to be safe that's why their goal is to go home but yet when you have someone like like some um bully or maybe some another idiot like trying to deprive you of what you own you mean that's their goal they're trying to take what you they were trying to get what they want they want to take what you got but yet that their their goal or should i say their goal is is well, their goal is taking away from your goal of getting home safe. So, in this case, Raphael, you know, he's not fearful of not starting any trouble. You know, you know, when trouble starts, he, you know, he take he handles it. He just goes into it fearlessly. But I mean, I guess the um, disadvantage to that is, of course, uh, it's just. Disadvantage that he's, of course, he's um impetuous, and of course, uh, in this case, or let's just say when you're impetuous, you know, you're you're careless, you you're just impatient. You know, in this case, when he had an argument with Leo in the first movie about he didn't want to sit down and wait to get the foot soldiers to take Splinter, well, he's pretty much was arguing with Leo, and and um, and of course, from there he just walked out. All right, so that's the thing. The, the person the, when you're in, impetuous and you're impulsive you don't you don't want to wait you just want to go into action and you just don't think about um like everybody else you know you you're just, it's about you that's how it is but that's the one thing you want not do when you're in martial arts is not um beats that impulsive you know you got other people in class that are following the same goal they want to be black belts or want to be good martial artists and yet you not being patient with the instructor or with the class you know a lot of people have their different way of learning but you know if you don't have that patience you know you're going to find yourself impulsive and you might walk out or you might quit all right so the one thing is you want to you want to be patient with 
certain things, certain situations. You know, that's what Leo was trying to explain with, explaining to Raphael when they were trying to rescue Splinter. Is um, that the only lead to these guys is April. She got to come up with something before we come up with a plan. All right, so that's how people is, you know, people are going to challenge your ability. Or should I say, you're going to be able to, you're going to challenge people, you're going to challenge other people's ability versus yours, just so you can prove a point. All right, so that's Raphael. Oh, there's another situation, him being a vigilante. You know, really, if you know that trouble is out there, you're going to go out there and handle yourself. You're not going to worry about the police. I mean, let's say if you're somebody's getting bullied or somebody's or somebody's getting um, beat up on. I mean, one thing you would go and hand you would go and handle it yourself. But but let's face it, you go in there without thinking. So let's just say the person that's getting beat up is is that the person being bullied or is that the person defending themselves so that's the thing that's what we say like when you're out there defending yourself i mean one thing nobody doesn't see what what's happening before they'll see what happened people don't see what happened it's like right away i mean they only see what they see all right so they don't they don't know that you're defending yourself if you're on top of somebody beating their brains out so they see you as the aggressor so that's pretty much Raphael and, and his personality. Now going on to personality I or the I personality influence. And the one that belongs to is Michelangelo. He could be personalized as enthusiastic, optimistic, and as well as talkative. And of course his um the negative side of that, the pro, the con is childish, distort, and of course exaggerates. Okay, in this case, um, you got Michelangelo. Of course, one of my favorite Ninja Turtles because he has like the, of course, he has that fun side to him, and plus he has the nunchucks, which I thought were extremely awesome. And of course, uh, of course, yeah, you got his greatest fear is acceptance. All right, so one thing when you're in martial arts, you want to be accepted for who you are, rather gender, gender, um, age, um, race or um, religious beliefs, pretty much anything. You want to be accepted at by any cause. Or you want to be accepted by who you are. I mean, you want to be able people to accept that and not to really judge you. All right, so, you know, you got in the first movie, you know. The first movie, <laughs> my father was pretty funny, you know. I like the first movie, you know. That's probably my, my top Ninja Turtle, favorite Ninja Turtle movie. All right, so of course you have him and a foot soldier in a chuck in a nunchucks showdown, and you know always trying to make the and always trying to make April laugh a little bit. All right, so that's Mikey's um pretty much his persona. You no, know, when you're when you have that influence, you want to at least make people comfortable around you. You know that's kind of like me. You know you know I want when I'm an instructor, you know I don't want. You want, I want to at least show a fun side of me and not show like a dark side. You know, sometimes, you know, I don't, I try try not to overdo it. You know, I want to be serious about their training. I want them to know they're, they're having fun. But on the other side of the coin, you know, I want them to know if you're in a situation, you know, you got to be able to react as quick as possible 
and not hesitate. So you don't want to have a pause when you're doing your techniques. So that's the thing I try to teach these students. You know, you want to be influenced. I influence them to not to not to quit, but you know, you want to try harder. And, you know, I kind of give them visualization, give them examples of what you need to do in order for the, the technique to look good or to feel good. Okay, so definitely, you got Michelangelo having this nunchuck showdown and trying to impress April. And, of course, that would lead to his um, his cons, like his childish, his distort, and his exaggeration, of course. In the third movie, where they're in the past, like, of course, they they um, accomplished their goal. They saved April, and, of course, they got the scepter. Or, the, yeah, they got the, the scepter to go back in time. And yet, though you got Michelangelo ex has the accept his, and like he feels like he's more accepted back then than he is in his own time so really for one thing that's he got this childish um sense kind of come here it's like he's like well why should i go back when i feel more welcome here but it seems like when he if he goes back he has to grow up i mean that's how it is you know that's how life is you have to grow up sometime but you know not that growing up is going to take away you from you being a kid at heart. But, you know, really, that's the thing. When, you know, when I teach these kids, you know, you want to teach them that, you know, you're not going to always get the things that you want in life. You know, you're but you got to really kind of look at it at the um, other person's perspective. Kind of like empathy, like em empathy or, yeah, that's how it is. You know, not not sympathy, but empathy. You know, you want to put yourself in that other person's place. You know, you want to know why they're angry, or should I say, why they, the, why they are, like how they are. That's what I, I could say. It's mostly you want to put yourself in their shoes. You know, you want to know why that they get irritated when you fool around so much because, you know, they're the type of person that want to take things seriously, and you're depriving them from accomplishing their goal. So with students, you know, I want to tell them, you know, you want you don't want to deprive them of their goal. You you want you want to make sure that you're reasonable. You know, the more you fool around, the more time it was. That's what with these students, you know, you got that one student that, of course, um, of course, if they have if they have a condition known as attention hyperactivity, attention attention deficit hyperactivity or or ADHD. You know, they're the type of students that they won't stop moving. And you got me telling them that you got to make sure you're focused. I mean, if you're not focused, you're not, um, you're, if you're not focused, you're not fooling around. You're, you're taking the time away from people that are trying to train. All right. So that's pretty much analyzing the whole Mikey situation. All right. So that's. That's pretty much how you want to think about it when you're Michelangelo. You know, you're going to be a fun person, but most people are going to think of you as annoying. They're going to take, like, not acceptance to it right away. But, you know, they're going to, but they got, they got to have empathy for you as you got to have empathy for them. Okay, so that's the I personality. Now going on to the S personality, steadiness. So you got Leonardo, 
the leader of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, you got the one that pretty much is the glue that brings the whole team together. So his personality is characterized, or should I say he is personalized as loyal, brave, and responsible. And of course, the con to that is sensitive, demanding, and as well as aggressive. And yet, his greatest fear is his loss of security. Okay, so in this case, you got Leonardo, of course, the the picked leader of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in some cases he says he doesn't want he doesn't want to be that in that leader position but yet you know he he picked he was picked by Master Splinter you know that's how it is when you're a martial artist you know you you know you don't want to be an instructor but yet you are picked and you have to take that responsibility because or should I say you're convinced that you can be a good leader. So, I mean, really, I got to tell you, when it comes to being a martial artist, it takes a lot of time to really get used to being a leader. But, you know, as you, the more you do it, the more likely you, um, uh, you know, kind of um, get used to it. You know, that's how it is with me. You know, I never wanted to be a teacher. But um, <clears throat> in this case, you know, I kind of, built myself to like really learn what it takes to actually teach students but um in this case um that kind of warmed up to me so that's but not only it kind of helped me build me up as an instructor it built me up as, as an individual you know the thing i'd usually tell students is before you become a leader you gotta be a leader of yourself you know self-leadership starts with you or should I say, leadership starts with you. You know, you got to be a leader of yourself before you be a leader of anybody else. You know, you got to be able to, tell you, to motivate yourself to get better versus motivate others to get better. I mean, if you go in to teach or if you're a part of an army and you're the leader and you don't have any idea what you're doing, then, you know, it's going to look bad on your army. And usually... That's the thing about most leaders, or should I say most people that are given leadership, they're like tyrants. They're the type of person that, like, stands behind a rock. You know, you see a lot of people in history are likely the, are like, likely the most hated, like, kings or leaders or emperors in the world. Because, yet, all they do is sit on a throne, and it's like they bark orders. All right, so, Leonardo, in this case, he's a leader. You see him, he's in front of his um, Ninja Turtles. Well, pretty much if you watch all the movies, that's where he is. He's in front of his Ninja Turtles and everybody else is behind. And that's how he is. Excuse me. All right, so that's how he is with um, his Turtles. And come, come to think of it, yeah, when you think about it, he's more attached to Splinter than the other Turtles. If you think of the first movie, he's like, of course, they were going exile for a while after the um, April's um, apartment got burned down and yet um, you have um, what else uh, yeah he was sitting on in a tree meditating and then all of a sudden Splinter kind of appeared in front of him and called his name which is like him and <laughs> Splinter and Leonardo are connected so they so he knows that he's alive of course he has all the Ninja Turtles 
gathered around the fire to really really band together using his thoughts his meditation meditation methods to really connect with splinter and uh, of course yeah that's how it is but yeah i guess really the um the thing with leonardo would be his his weakness is brown nosing you know if you know if you made a mistake you know you are like a brown noser you know you probably can see that a lot in um in um, um in the movie <sighs> stop yawning man long day all right so this is how it is you know when you're a leader you know you don't want to be too much of a brown noser you know if you're going if you have a problem and you know you if you you, you can't handle it by yourself of course you, the one person that you would go to is someone that's higher belt of course that's why it is when you know when i'm having trouble you know i want to at least know what i'm doing because if i don't know what i'm doing then i would have to ask you know i just don't go in there without knowing what i'm what i'm doing and that's the thing with students i tell them you know if you know if you are not sure about something you got to ask for help and that's what most students fail to don't fail to fail to do when they're training and you know you end up having to teach the same thing over and over again and you know i want to at least teach things twice you know teach it the first time for so they're so they are familiar with it or they're introduced to that technique and then teach it the second time as a review and then after that i mean for one thing for students your training is 100 percent your responsibility i mean the one thing i hate when students say is that they don't have time to practice and you know you know we're not asking you to practice eight hours a day you know we don't want you to treat this like a job we want you to treat your training as if you're trying to get better you know you have a job and you're you want to get better i mean you don't get too we don't want you to treat treat it like it's a job you want to treat it like you're you're trying to be I'm like trying to be a better athlete, and you're so when you're an athlete, you know you're you're treating this like a you don't want to treat it like a job. You want to treat this like if it's like a an hobby, like a lifestyle. So you you're training to at least get like at least stronger. That's what you're doing with your students, right? And that's what being a leader is all about. It's like you're training yourself to be more stronger of leader, so you can at least train the other turtles to be strong all right and lastly going into c personality consciousness or consciousness or whatever you call it basically and you got the one person that really fits that category is donatello all right here you go you got the thinker the brain of the the team all right one thing you can character or characterize or personalize donatello is accurate careful and precise and of course the con to that is is that when you have when you're very smart you have a tendency to like be the know-it-all and highly criticize people and in that case you know that's the one weakness that i kind of find with smart people like they highly criticize people and really it's like you say you're doing this wrong i mean instead of saying that instead of you doing that how about trying this i mean like you can't just go around and say you're doing it wrong 
know, that's what that's as an instructor. I try to try to say that less to students like you're saying you're doing that wrong. It's like you want them to know that they're on the right path, but you want them to do it better. So that's the thing with Donatello. You know, you know, you know, you have if you have a plan that seems accurate, but you you have an idea to make it better. I mean, don't just say the plan looks stupid. It looks wrong. I mean, that's badly that's badly criticizing. I mean, you want them to know that they're on the right path in the plan. So in this case, you got Leonardo. Let's ask um. Ask Donnie's or Donatello's um opinion of a certain situation. You know, he kind of analyzes it in um certain ways. All right, so well, just to think about it, in the second movie, the second live movie, like when Don, when Raphael was getting trapped, when when Raphael got captured, in which he got captured on purpose. Of course, um, of course, Donatello knew that there was going to be less bring a trap. Right, so really, so how would they know that they was getting a trap? But you know, but then yet, they oh yeah, of course yeah, you got them getting in, getting the trap easily, but yet, and it but in the but the other side of the coin, they brought Splinter Splinter as a insurance. Yeah, I like that when the the second movie was like, yeah, that's right, we brought insurance. And then, and then you got Michelangelo being sarcastic, then the Liberty Mutual Splinter. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that. That's fun. But yeah, Donatello, in the third movie, he kind of estimated the time that they needed to go back. Of course, they had to rescue April, but they didn't have much time. Well, they could have just rescued April and got out of there, but in that case, they lost a scepter for them to get back. And Michelangelo had that, and he was captured. So they had to rescue him. In this case, well, they had to rescue him, but they still had to find a scepter, in which was hidden, just so that they were just so they can fight. But yeah, they pretty much wasted two and a half days while focusing on other people's um, problems. So in this case, they were on the adventure back in feudal Japan. So, and of course, you got this. I don't know what to think the second movie, the negative of his. Yeah, you know, really, you got Donnie. Well, not in the second movie, but in the. But that in, um. like, in the, um, the fourth movie, the, um, the CGI movie. Yeah. And, you know, you know, you got. Yeah, that's just pretty much his, um, his negative. He's likes to highly criticize people. You know, he criticized Raph. Or really, really kind of criticized a little bit of kind of really Leonardo. I'm not sure how he criticized him, but you know, that's the thing how he is. You know, you know how you when you're kind of have that like good men, well, good such smart mentality, you tend to criticize people. So really, so really, what you. I can't think of another plan, but you know that's the <clears throat> one thing I could think of. That new movie, he kind of criticized Raph of what he's doing, but you know he's kind of, kind of got that uh, um scarce kind of thing, you know, easily he's easily scared. Uh, so, 
of rates. So pretty much that's all the personalities with the Tinch Turtles. But, you know, one thing I wanted to do is um, kind of pair them off. Like, how would you pair these personalities together? Of course, you see in the both like in the movies, you got sort of like Leonardo Raphael being paired off. You know, they're the most competitive um, Ninja Turtles. But yet you got Mikey and Donatello kind of pairing off because, you know, they're the one of the same. You know, they're the nerds compared to Leonardo and Raphael, who's like kind of like the serious people. Right. So really. But yeah, not to say that these brothers learn from each other, you know. You know, you got um, Leonardo kind of pairing off with Mikey. In this case, you know, Leonardo learns from how influenced Mikey is. Like, the, you know, really, you know, you, just because you're a leader doesn't mean you're deprived of the joy of the fun. You know, that's the thing he learns from Mikey. And, you know, and when you learn from Ralph, his personality, you know, it's all right to be angry, but, you know, you don't want to be that one person that wants to be that over, wants to be over angry. You don't want to walk away from your problems. Right? So you want to handle them. You know, there's times that I wanted to quit because, you know, I kept getting criticized. Well, I felt that I was getting criticized, but, you know, you know, it's just I just don't like doing things wrong. That's the thing with students, you know, when you do things wrong, they take it the wrong way. And it's, it's kind of like, um, they, they feel like they failed. You know, that's for, that's an instructor. You want, as that's what you want to do as an instructor. You want to know that they're trying, they're doing a good job, but not to be hard on yourself. You want to really train yourself not to make any mistakes. You know, that's the thing, you know. No, I really want to train myself to be a better martial artist and be better at everything I do. All right, so, and you know, when you think of um, Leonardo being paired off with Donatello, you know, he learns from Donatello. And one episode that comes to mind the, out of the cartoon is the case of the killer pizzas when, of course, um, Shredder gets um, sort of um, meatball-type eggs from Dimension X. And, um... Of course, um, he puts them in the pizzas, sort of out of trap. And of course, um, you got April, got April and Irma, kind of bring the pizza home, and she puts it in the microwave, and yet that kind of activates the egg to hatch. In this case, you got um, these killer pizzas, and then yet the other two pizzas end up getting put thrown into like a bunch of rich kids that had the same problem. And, you know, the thing, and the killer pizzas, they go underwater, they grow. And in this case, um, when pretty much at the end of the situation, pretty much at the end of the situation, or should I say, the end of the, or should I say close to the end of the episode, um, you had um, Leonardo took took, uh, took what Shredder said, that if there was hit with a burst of energy, they would turn back to eggs again. And he had the idea there was, of course, uh, the power line. He used the power lines and put us in the water where the monsters were standing. And, of course, they get shocked and get back put back in the eggs. So that's pretty much using um, Leonardo using, like, every personality to at least like, learn every different personality to at least better himself. Right? But when you think of the Ninja Turtles, now, 
whatever situation they're in, you know, they may have, a, they, they were together. All right, so thinking like the end of the movies, like in the first movie when they were Bale and Shredder, of course, they were working together to defeat him. Of course, they all got, like, single-handedly got beaten by um, Shredder. And they're definitely, you know, but really, of course, they do the same thing in the second movie. They battle Shredder. All right, they kind of use their ingenuity to get to get the ooze. As well as defeat Shredder. All right, pretty much, let's look at it this way. Shredder kind of defeated himself. But the, the, the Turtles kind of got themselves out of there. It's like, why waste my time with a big opponent when he's going to destroy himself? All right, so going into definitely, definitely going into the, the last movie, the um, the 2007 movie, the the CGI movie. You know, there was, um, of course, you got this um, billionaire trying to um, send, like, th 13 monsters back back in the past or back in the portal so he can get rid of this immortality. All right, so, and then, of course, you know, the Ninja Turtles helped them get those 12 monsters back. And, and usually they work together, you know really using all their personalities to really get the job done so that's what you gotta do as like a, a class a group you know you got your different personalities but you we do it as a group we do it as a team no matter what your goal is and you know that's how classes get by like fine and people test for their next rank you know that's how it is when you're in the martial arts you work as a team but despite your personalities despite your goals okay right, so Pretty much, that's the whole concept of the disc personality. So, really, that's what the things that you're going to spot in martial arts when you're training. All right. Okay, so that concludes my episode, my session of the Kickpot Dojo. Please tune in to previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com network, the network. And as far as... um. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And tune in for another episode, another session here at the Kickbot Dojo. I am your host, slash sensei, TJ, ready to buy you out. And I'll see you. Chris, should we tell the people about our new show? Our new show? Yes. Not back issues. Not Harley Awesome. No. This is Chris and Anthony just can't stop. Hey, man. We just can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Never gonna stop. That's right. We're back. BICBP-radio.com. They should go listen to it right now. They really should. Where can they listen to it? BICBP-radio.com. BICBP-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop Stop, stop till they drop That's right That's the kind of freestyles you're going to get from Anthony On Chris and Anthony just can't stop At BICBP-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop BICBP-radio.com
Chris and Anthony just can't stop. Chris, I think we should stop with the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>